Hey everybody, welcome to the TGL Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Layfield, and today I'm going to be joined by a friend and old colleague of mine, uh, Trey Perkins. How's it going, Trey? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I hear you, man. How's it? Uh, what you up to? Uh, nothing much, man. You know, quarantine's got me cooped up right now, but uh, I did just get, I guess it's official that uh, I got a I'm the JV offensive line coach at Colgate County High School now, so uh, it's been a long time coming, and I finally got that, uh, that's, I guess, certified now. There you go. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Uh, what, what subject are you going to be teaching? Uh, social studies, hopefully. Nice. All right. Yeah, so uh, got Trey on. Uh, he's a former uh, high school football player in the town that I grew up in, and then he went on to play in college um, at St. Mary, correct? Yes. Yes. And in what position do you play? I was a center. Yeah, mostly I played center. Yeah, center and guard. Okay, nice, nice. So he's going to bring some of that um, offensive line insight today because uh, we're going to be breaking down uh, the recent list that the NFL put out on the their all-decade team uh, from 2010 here up until 2019-2020. So uh, without further ado, here we go. So uh, first position, of course, is going to be quarterback, and uh, no surprise here. The two that they picked were Tom Brady by unanimous decision and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what do you think about that, Trey? Uh, great choices. I mean, Tom Brady, Mr. Uh, – he's the GOAT, the GOAT of oh, yeah. football. Champions, championships. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he um, won three of them this decade. So, yeah, he's definitely good to go there. Uh, great player. I was a little bit iffy on him, but um, he deserves to be on there. What about you? What do you think about it? I think it was two great picks. The only one that I kind of uh, kind of teeter on is uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think that uh, maybe a guy that could have filled that void may uh, have been Drew Brees. I think that Drew Brees has uh, done better than Aaron Rodgers this past decade. He's broken a lot of records. Um, I know that they've won the same amount of Super Bowls, so it isn't like, you know, Rodgers has too much of a gap on him or anything. So if I – I mean, it's real close, but if I had to give the edge to anybody, I would put Breeze in that spot. What about you? Oh, definitely. Definitely Breeze. And another guy that I think should be at least an honorable mention is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like – him and Aaron Rodgers have the same kind of, uh, I guess, resume. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rodgers has two MVPs, and um, they both have a Super Bowl win. And uh, I just feel like Russell Wilson's a guy that's always been kind of doubted in the yeah. He's always overlooked for other guys. Yeah. Which, I mean, what was he, uh, third, it happens. Third round, but, uh, round he did, pick? I, yeah, third, I think he's yeah, third, third, fourth, one of those uh-huh. two. Okay, okay. So he's always been a little overlooked. I remember um, kind of the size. Everybody's always kind of cracked on the size a little bit, and that's kind of the same case with Drew Brees. So it's interesting that both of them got left out here. Yeah. But, um, but definitely both have good cases. Um, so on to the next position, we got running back. And uh, the four that they picked were Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, and Adrian Peterson by unanimous decision, uh, AP. So – um, I think it was a great, you know, the great four that they put in here. Frank Gore, of course, being Mr. Consistency, um, never being a guy that gets hurt, you know, uh, isn't one that's going to like, um, you know, uh, blow you away by his like speed or anything like that. But he always just somehow ends up getting the job done. You know, 
uh, pounding the rock, getting four or five oh, yards yeah, of carry, yeah. uh, getting the touchdowns, and like I said, always being able to start. Um, Marshawn Lynch, uh, you know, man, he was exciting when, you know, uh, this past decade, you know, that Seattle run, the Legion of Boom, you know, him kind of running the offense with Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, he, he had those spectacular runs. You know, everybody remembers the Beast Quake. Like, you know, um, you know, everybody can think about that YouTube video of the Beast Quake. That's, like, huge. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, a, a very agile guy, you know, he's really fun to watch um, in Philly when he was with the Eagles and uh, with the Bills as well. He's done pretty good there. And last but not least, of course, it's um, Adrian Peterson, you know, going crazy in Minnesota and then um, actually proving people wrong here recently. You know, he may be getting up there in age, but dude's still staying around somehow, some way. And, um, you know, you can't can't forget that, you know, he came very, very close to breaking Eric Dickerson's um, single um, single season rushing yards uh, uh, milestone. So uh, what about – what do you think about this list? Anybody that's missing for you, what do you think? Um, I think it's a perfect list. I think these guys deserve to be on the list, mm-hmm. and um, as rightful so, they they have the stats to hold it up. As like you said, they 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 love the league. They always they have the, I'm um, they have great history in the league, and uh, they just they bring their own thing to the game. Yeah. Each one of them, and um, it's like Marshawn Lynch is a guy that they love off the field as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a big kid just. Like yeah. a, a kid playing in the NFL, and uh, it's just it's just great to watch. I mean, they they yeah. go out there, they have fun. They like you said, they prove people wrong, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's a it's a good spot. It's a good list. Good list. Yeah, nobody really missing for me. The only two that I think should be in consideration, um, Le'Veon Bell, and then a little while. It's a little bit of a uh, a bias just because I had him in fantasy the year that he went off with Demarco Murray. So uh, those are two that I think had a pretty mm-hmm. good. I thought they should be in consideration, but no way that they should take any of these guys' spots. I think so. What about you? Anybody that you think maybe could have been in consideration? Uh, other than those two, no. I mean, okay. It's like you oh. said. I don't think there's anybody worth taking the spot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were good, but they you know weren't enough to beat out these four guys. Uh, wide receiver, yeah. we have four here. We got Antonio Brown, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, and Julio Jones. Uh, so what are your takes on this? Uh, great list. I mean, you got a very good variety of guys. Um, Antonio Brown, he's he's going to be a, a dull on that one. I mean, it's a great mm-hmm. player. I mean, recently he's had some troubles, but that's not going to really affect the whole decade. No. And um, really just showed off on the field and, like, was just showing you why he deserves to be on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, another great guy to be on that list. I mean, he's been in the league forever. He's been Mr. Reliable. And um, wish he could have pulled out that Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. But, uh, didn't get it. You hate to see and, it. And, um, yeah, uh, Calvin Johnson. Wasn't in the league long. Uh, wish he could have been there longer. I mean, I love watching him. He's a very like just like Larry uh, Fitzgerald. He was a very um, reliable source for Matt Stafford and those other quarterbacks that played with him. And um, he was, I mean, besides the injuries and coming down, like I guess he retired early. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing really else that I mean you could say like he has the stuff to prove it. And um, he only played, yeah, Megatron man. I mean, the monster. Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones, I mean, not, what 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 don't you like about the guy? I mean, this guy uh-huh. does it on the field. He does it off the field. He's got great character. 
wore a squirrel costume for Halloween. Uh, just a great guy. I mean, I mean, home overall, state hero. yeah, home state hero, man. I yeah. mean, he's he's probably one of my favorite plays in the NFL, uh-huh. and um, really love the guy. Yeah, for a long time, it's been uh, him and Antonio Brown have been in that conversation these past like four or five years for you know top guy. Um, you know, when it comes to wide receivers. So, um, yeah, no brainer, like you said, that, um, you know, most of these guys are in here. Um, any guys that you think may have just missed or should have been in consideration? Uh, I mean, I don't, I couldn't think of anybody mm-hmm. at the time. But um, yeah. now that uh, we've we kind of ran through and, you know, talked about it a little bit, uh, Des Bryant, mm-hmm. like you said earlier when we were talking. Yeah. Um, Des Bryant, yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, you, you were talking about it earlier. Very it's a little reliable. early form. It's a little, yeah, early reliable stuff thing. Uh, very, I guess, biased because, you know, we've seen him a lot more than the other yeah. guys. Um, but other than those two, I, I don't think anybody really else deserves to be in that. I think you nailed it right there. Um, so on to the next position. We have tight end – or no, we got flex here on the list. And uh, the guy that they made here at the flex and what they're looking for here is a guy that can both run – and receive, uh, kind of be that gadget player. And they put Darren Sproles in here. I think it was a great pick by them. Um, you know, he's very electric. Um, his time with San Diego, um, at Philadelphia, you know, he's, he's always been used really well wherever he goes. And, um, you know, he's that uh, – he's always been so quick, uh, agile, makes those explosive home run plays. Um, the only other guys that I really think should have been in consideration for um, really this spot would be uh, guys that come to mind are like James White. Um, Danny Woodhead, his time, but both guys with a background with the Patriots. Um, and Danny Woodhead had his time with the Chargers. Um, and then um, another guy that also came to mind is Cordero Patterson, him with the Bears. They always use him at, like, running back, wide receiver. I'm sure he's thrown at some point. He does return. So, um, dude kind of gets worked in um, all over the field. Uh, what do you think? Oh, I mean, those are great options to put there. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Darren Sproles is just that guy that when you look at him, you're like, yeah, this guy can – he can do what you need. He can get done whatever you want him to get done on offense. Mm-hmm. It's a really small guy. gets gets uh, hidden behind those big offensive linemen up front. Um, really quick guy, really fast. Uh, you take him to the house in a matter of seconds if you let him. He just – hey, man, when I watched him play, I just remember him just being a quick little shifty – look like a water bug mm-hmm. kind of on water. And yeah, uh, yeah. he just did, definitely deserves to be in that spot. And the guys that you said that could have been in that spot are great as well. Danny yeah. Woodhead was a guy that surprised me. I forgot about him. Um, Cordell Patterson was great too. Mm-hmm. I remember they had that uh, – he had that kick return this year and they had that cool angle with it. And I was like, well, wow, that's pretty – Yeah, that was a pretty cool, cool. Like pretty cool little camera work there. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. But um, I think you hit it right on that hit it right on the top right yes uh so let's see next position we have uh tight end and making the list they have two it's uh rob gronkowski and travis kelsey what are your thoughts on uh those two being selected for the tight end spot that's a perfect list right there i mean this last decade i mean not many tight ends kind of exploded for mm-hmm. more than one year or two years I mean, the only other one that I could see being put on this list or even, like, mentioned is Jason Witten. Yeah. I mean, he was a very reliable guy with the Cowboys. I mean, mm-hmm. try to make a comeback this year. I I mean, I think he's still trying to play, but um, yeah, I just think it's kind of towards the end for him to 
kind of call it a career. Mm-hmm. But um, Rob Gronkowski is an amazing, amazing football player, really athletic, very fun guy to be around. Uh-huh. Same like with uh, Travis Kelsey. You yeah. know what I mean? uh, like we said earlier, just you know, great uh, guys mass, to watch play. Mass Singer, you know, the White Tiger, right? Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. 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 Fun guy, fun guy. Um, so, yeah, you said Witten uh, maybe just missed out, you think? Yeah, I feel like he could have definitely been put on there just because of his career he's had. It's been a, a long one at that. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's just a very reliable guy. I always remember him taking that catch and getting his helmet ripped off, and he ran like an extra 20 yards out of helmet. Yeah, just always so. a, a tough, tough guy. Um, only two I have that maybe should have been in the conversation, and um, I'm kind of on the same belief as you that, you know, Gronk and Kelsey are the – you know, the two guys that should have got this. But uh, Jimmy Graham in his time with the Saints, I think he was an absolute beast. And um, uh, Zach Ertz, you know, he's been a staple for my fantasy team for a while. He's been one of my keepers. And mm-hmm. probably why I kind of pick him. But he's a, he's a very consistent guy as well. And I've always, uh, you know, kind of liked him. So those are my two guys that maybe got uh, snubbed, if you will. But uh, this is the part where I'm really kind of excited to hear some thoughts from you is uh, offensive line. And uh, right here we're going to start with offensive tackle. We have – Four here. Um, that's Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, Joe Staley, and Joe Thomas. And uh, Joe Thomas being a unanimous pick by the board. So, uh, what are your thoughts here, Trey? Oh, this is a great list, man. When you when you hear these guys' names, you just think the pinnacle of offensive line play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason Peters, Super Bowl champ, the Eagles, always been a reliable guy to block for Carson Wentz or any other quarterback that's been back there. Mm-hmm. Joe or Tyron Smith is next. I'll get to Joe Staley in a second. Yeah, there you go. Tyron Smith is just—he's a guy that um, he—he just gets out into space as a tackle, and you're just thinking, why is this guy moving? This that this this that is this big. There was a play (laughs) he had where he pulled out. uh, They showed it on the All Decade list, like video on Mm -hmm. YouTube, and he pulls out and he takes out two defensive backs, two defensive backs to block, and. I was sitting there thinking, this is like 10 yards down the field. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this man is impressive. None of them really missed any time playing. I think Tyron did a little bit with mm-hmm. some a few injuries. Yeah. But um, Joe Staley, really reliable for the 49ers this year. Yeah. And throughout his career, I mean, big reason why the 49ers made it was that offensive line play and they were just able to run the ball. Uh, Joe Thomas, my personal favorite, he's probably – my favorite player to ever play in the NFL. I know it sounds weird having an offensive lineman as your favorite player, mm-hmm. but I just – I love watching him, man. He was so technical with how he played, was able to move people around, but at the same time he just had that technique that I was kind of trying to implement into my game when I was playing a little bit because just the way he played, you could show like I'm strong, but I don't have to show my strength. You know, I could I yeah. can move you with, I guess, angles and different type of things like that. But – uh as people that I think missed the tackles list is, is like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Whitworth yeah, was a guy that definitely could have been put on there. He was a great guy throughout his career. And uh, that's about it for that for me. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with you for the most part on that. I think that you, you really, um, you know, of course I'm not really going to disagree with you. You know what you're talking about when it comes to your offensive lineman. Um, so moving on to offensive guard, we got Jari Evans, Logan Mankins, Zach Martin and Marshall Yonda, Yonda being a unanimous pick. So, uh, what are your thoughts here? Oh, again, great picks. I mean, Jair Evans has had a, he had a long career. Mm-hmm. Lots for people like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. 
really just knows how to be in a spot, like be in a spot and make sure that he gets done what he needs to get done. Mm-hmm. I mean, Logan Lankins is the same way. And Zach Martin, Martin, Zach Martin is a very young guy that's on this list. I mean, he's only, what yeah. has he been in the league for maybe like six years, seven yeah, years? Yeah, maybe. it ain't been real long, no. He uh, came out of college, Notre Dame. They mm-hmm. always breed those big guys. I don't know where they get them from. For real. But uh, they're just he, – he knows how to move people as well. Him and Tyron Smith really hold, are pitiful for that cow, Cowboys offensive line. Yeah. And Marshall Yonda is another guy that deserves to have his unanimous pick. Retired this year. Very mm-hmm. sad to see him go, but um, he had a great career. It's another guy that I like to watch. He just – when he pulls, man, you know he's coming. Like, mm-hmm. he's that type of guy. He can part the Red Sea with the – Get out the, the way. Yes, he he's a great, uh, great, great in open space. Knows how to move people, and uh, he had a great career. And I was glad that I got to watch him play. Yes, yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, one guy that I think maybe just missed it, um, or should have been in the conversation. Um, I've always kind of like watching him play a little bit. Is Kyle Long for the Bears? He's always been fun. Yes, I know he's yes. had some injury history here um, as of recently, but um, yeah, definitely think that he should have been in the conversation when they were getting these picks together. Um, so now on to center. Uh, the last little spot of offensive line, and that is Alex Mack and Marquise Pouncey. And, uh, again, I'll let you kind of take this one home. Alex Mack, man, what can I say? Great player for the Browns. I mean, Falcons as well in that mm-hmm. Super Bowl loss. Uh, ah. Question loss. You know? mm-hmm. But um, he played – I think he played the whole game with a fractured, I want to say femur or a tibia. Mm-hmm. It was one of the two. It was in his leg. He fractured yeah. his leg somewhere, and he played the whole game on it. And uh, when when I hear that, I just think toughness. You know, like this mm-hmm. guy's grit and grind. He's going to get in there, and he's going to he's very reliable. I mean, he's not going to give up on you. He's a great natural born leader on that front, that offensive front. Marquise Pounce, he's another guy like that from Florida. Him and his brother, mm-hmm. and um, he's another guy that I when you rarely see a center pull. Centers don't really pull because they got to worry about the snap as well. But this man, when he gets around the edge, I mean. It's over with. I mean, this guy—he snaps it. His snaps are so precise and pristine. Like, it's just something like when I played center. I played center in college. Mm-hmm. Was something that you sit there and you think because you're not really supposed to think about the snap. But when he snaps it, you're just like, okay, how does he get back there so fast? How's yeah. it so accurate? And then on the top of that, he can pull out and take out DBs with a, with a blink of an eye. Um, guys that I think could have been on this list that missed it. Mm-hmm. Probably, I'd say Travis Frederick from the Cowboys. He's a guy Definitely. that I think uh, Jason Kelsey for the uh, Eagles is another good one. Another good. He's name. one of those more. He's one of those more smaller guys that um. That I think he's he's a yeah he's a smaller guy. Sorry, I got a, I got off track. But but um, he just knows how to move people. He he could get in the right position and just move them out of the way. Like offensive linemen are supposed to move people out of the way, but the way that he did it. Was mm-hmm. just so like wow. I mean, he has low center of gravity, great hips, just moves people. Like it's just astounding. Nice, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think he definitely hit it with Travis Frederick. Um, I definitely agree with that, and him and Kelsey as well. But you know, you hate to see you know the way that, um, you know everything that's happened to Frederick. You know, and now he's had to retire and mm-hmm. everything. But yeah, he was definitely up there. So uh, now we're moving on to defense. I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, what we'll do, uh, we'll just kind of each knock out a position. Uh, so I'll start off with defensive end. Uh, the four that they picked here, Calais Campbell, Cam Jordan, Julius Peppers, and J.J. Watt, Watt being a unanimous pick. Um, I think they definitely did a good job here. 
Uh, you know, Calais Campbell, that spin movie he's got, absolutely sick. Uh, Cam Jordan, he's definitely made a name for himself here recently, um, you know, for the Saints and everything. Julius Peppers, an all-time great, you know, legend of the game. And then J.J. Watt, you know, uh, subtract the injuries, you know, he's he's so great. You know, and I know he's been very injury-prone, you know, as of late with everything. But um, whenever the dude is healthy, you know, it, it's, it's really hard to stop him. I remember coming out of the draft when they um, – when the Texans got him, they showed like a clip of him – I can't remember how high it is that he was doing his box jump, but it was absolutely ridiculous. It looked like the box was on oh, yeah. his chin. And I'm talking about just one swift movement, just squatting and jumping up and, you know, just, just landing on top of it. It was, it was crazy the athleticism he has at that size. Um, I so, know, man. Yeah, so um, I don't really have any additions here. Do you have any guys that should be in the conversation, though? Uh, defensive end-wise, mm-hmm. um not that I can think of. I mean, there's okay. a few guys that are definitely going to be on there next year that I'm mm-hmm. they're prob that are no doubts. Yeah. But um, for now, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm yeah. These guys are they hit it pretty good with this one. So let's see. On to defensive tackle. Uh, we got Geno Atkins, former Bulldog, uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, Aaron Donald, Donald being a unanimous pick, and Adamakin Sue. So what are your thoughts here, Trey? Man, this is probably the most complete list out of this thing, out of this whole entire list. This is probably the four guys that when I think of defensive tackles, these are the guys that are the ones that you want to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, Geno Atkins and Fletcher Cox are those guys that are going to clog up the holes and you ain't getting by them because those are some big jokers. Mm-hmm. Um, Fletcher Cox is a guy that when he moves and gets in – him and Geno Atkins, well, all three, all four of them actually. But yeah. um, when they move and they get they, those pre-snap reads that they have, he could be lined out in a four-eye or a four technique, and then he can come into a three technique, which is coming from outside to into the tackle or mm-hmm. from guard to center. Um, they just move so fast that you're thinking, like, wow, how am I going to block this guy? I mean, there's no way to get in front of this. It's just impossible how quick they move. I mean, Geno Atkins, George Boy, you know, I'm going to love yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Flet- yeah, Fletcher Cox, another guy that's just really good. Aaron Donald. Now, this man right here. For real. Is something that is like a terminator. Like you, you, like I was saying, how are you going to stop this guy? It's going to take at least so. three guys to stop him. Um, and Nadamakan Sue was a Heisman finalist in college. Mm-hmm. Thought he got snubbed, to be honest. He had more sacks the entire than the entire Big Twelve when Nebraska was in the Big Twelve. And um, yeah, man, this is uh, it's a very complete list. I have nobody else I would add to this list. I totally agree. You know, it says a lot when you're, um, you know, you're a defensive tackle and you're in the Heisman running or you're a defensive tackle and you're in the MVP running like uh, Aaron yes. Donald this past year, um, you know, in the past years, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we definitely did a good – they did a great job with uh, defensive tackle there. Next up, we got linebacker uh, rounding that list. Chandler Jones, Luke Keekley, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Miller being a unanimous pick, Bobby Wagner and Patrick Willis. Uh, I think that the committee here did a really good job. Um, the only guy that I kind of uh, somewhat doubt a little bit, and I know Chandler Jones had a really good, um, you know, stint for a while. Um, it may be because I haven't really watched many Cardinals games as of late, but um, he's one of the ones I think, you know, out of these uh, these six, um, that he's toward the lower end. Keekley's a definite. Mack is a definite. Miller was obviously definite since he was unanimous. 
Uh, Bobby Wagner to me is a definite. And then Patrick Willis, you know, he's just kind of, it feels like a legend when you're talking about him. When he was with the 49ers, he just put the fear in you. He was like the next Ray Lewis, you know, it felt like, um, like he was passing oh, yes. the on to him. Uh, when I think of Chandler Jones, though, he was like an outside linebacker type. They rushed the passer. And uh, one, I mean, a couple guys that I think mm-hmm. kind of um, challenge him in that, in that area, uh, Terrell Suggs, people forget about him. Dude's been in the league for a long time. Uh, year after year, mm-hmm. you know, comes out somehow, some way. He's getting older, but he's still, um, he's still playing. You know, like he's still getting minutes out there, and over guys that are younger than than him, uh, people that are still showing out. So, um, you know, a sack artist, uh, Demarcus Ware. He was really good. His time with the Cowboys and with the Broncos. I think he he's um, oh yeah he yeah for himself. And then another Bulldog, uh, Justin Houston. I thought he has had a great career, especially with the Chiefs. Um, you know, I know he's with, with mm-hmm. the Colts now, you know, doing okay. But uh, his time with the Chiefs, he, he made a real good case for himself there. Do um, you have any thoughts to add here? Uh, that's pretty good. I mean, I like what you said. Those are some good guys to add. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy, I don't, I'm not sure if he played. I'm pretty sure he played in this decade. Yeah. But uh, Brian Cushion was a guy that I liked to watch play yeah. just because how crazy he was. Like, he was just a crazy guy. And uh, would just come down a lot of yes, and he was just a lot of fire on players when he hit them, man. Remember, he made a he made a real um, name for himself at the combine with how many uh, bench reps he he made. Yes. So, um, but yeah, so let's see, cornerback. We'll let you take this one, uh, Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, and Richard Sherman. Thoughts? Oh man, this is a great list again. These guys really know what they're doing when they're picking these lists. They really sit and think about it. Um, Patrick Peterson, man. Pat P was a great guy. I mean, he's going to be in the league for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just with the Cardinals, man, he's going to have to order. I think it's going to get a lot better for him, though, with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy. I mean, 25 interceptions in his career so far. He definitely deserves to be on this list. Revis Island, Darrell Revis, man. What can I say about him, man? He's just – he is just that guy. When you think of a shutdown corner, he's the first guy I think of most yeah. of the time. Is Jarrell Allen, and um, yes, yes, Richard Sherman, man, the trash talker from Stanford. This man right here, man, he he can back it up. He's mm-hmm. a, uh, man, I love watching Richard Sherman play, and then afterwards, just listen to him talk. Just the way how how so sophisticated he can talk. It really shows off yeah. that degree he got from Stanford, Seriously. and um, deserving of this list. He's a great player, man. Anybody you think that uh, should be in the conversation or that maybe should have um, edged their way in here? Um, no, I mean, not anybody I can think of at the moment. I mean, I don't know many defensive backs. Uh-huh. Maybe Darius Slay. Yeah, he's done pretty but, good. Um, I know uh, Joe Hayden's been posting that he should have been Hayden was Joe Hayden was talking some trash. Uh-huh. But uh, but yeah, that that sounds like a. He said like, that he should have been in it. Yeah, I think you're right though. I think that's a that's a good list. Um, maybe a guy that's made a name for himself here uh, recently, Stephon Gilmore. I think he's done a pretty good job here recently. But that's again, mm-hmm. maybe not. You know, when we're looking yes, at all sir. decade, we may not think of him. You know, in the early part of it. So uh, let's see here. So now we're yeah. moving on to safety. We have Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, and Eric Weddle. So, uh, Eric Berry, really fun guy to watch. You know, came out of Tennessee. I remember uh, when he – his early years over there in Kansas City, absolute beast. All Thomas, you know, great guy. Not only in coverage, but he'll lay the boom on you. He was part of the Legion of Boom. So, 
uh, no wonder. And then Eric Weddle, um, you mm-hmm. know, he's another vet still in the league that um, continues to be a starter and, um, you know, lay the boom on people himself. Uh, one guy that I think they, that, you know, should be on this list. I think he should maybe take Eric Weddle's spot here. And I think the only reason that he's not is because he's out of the league now, but uh, Cam Chancellor, he was a part of the Legion of Boom. I thought he was a great safety. He was real fun to watch. Um, but that's really the only kind of um, objection I have to this, uh, to the safeties. What about you? That's that's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. I mean, nice. Cam Chancellor could have been on there. He's like – that was like a linebacker playing safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just a beast, just yes. outstanding. Great minds think alike. Um, so let's see. And then rounding out <laughs> defense is uh, they have like a two two DB spots here. Uh, one being Chris Harris Jr. and the other mm-hmm. being the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. What are your thoughts here? Those are great picks, man. Tyron Matthew, Super Bowl champ this year. I'm glad he got it. I mean, he used to tear up Georgia when he was playing oh at LSU. God. I always remember that SEC championship, man. They just yeah, could not did. tackle him on those kick returns. Okay. But this man just he played. I, he played a total of like. 30 snaps in, like, six different spots on the defense. I mean, he was everywhere. I mean, he definitely deserves to have that defensive back title and definitely deserves the list. Chris Harris Jr. is another guy that's just amazing. He's only going to get better now that he plays for the Rams. I mean, that Rams defense is looking pretty scary. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, he plays for the Rams now. He got traded, right? Or he signed. One uh, I, I know he's been moved. I can't remember where he got moved to, though. Let's see here. Chris Harris Jr. Let's see. So I know I'm pretty sure he got traded. But this man, these guys are just Let's these see. guys are just two guys that you can just see playing anywhere. Uh, Chargers. He's with the Chargers. Chargers. Okay, I knew go. it was in the L.A. L.A. There you go. You got that um, part right. But yeah, you're definitely right. So last yeah. section is uh, specialists. So we got you know um, starting off with our punters. We got Johnny Hecker and Shane Leckler. Thought they did a pretty good job here. Um, I really liked um, Marquette King for a while here. You know, Georgia guy, Fort Valley State. Mm-hmm. He was fun to watch. Um, and then another punter that I liked, I mean, just randomly, uh, that John Ryan from Seattle. I thought he was always pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then New England always had some left-footed guy that would come in, and somehow his left-footed kicks would always trip people up because they were so used to people kicking with the right foot. So <laughs> uh, that's about all I got for punts. What do you What do you think? Yeah, those. Are, it's a great list. I mean, Pat <laughs> McAfee maybe, but uh, oh yeah. <laughs> the goat yeah he's just a he's for the brand you know uh-huh, for the brand that's all right yeah he's he's a that's that's a great list mm-hmm. and then uh so moving on to kicker we got steven goskowski and justin tucker justin tucker being a unanimous pick what are your thoughts here Trey? well that's a perfect that's a perfect list justin tucker hit 90 percent of his field goals in his career 90 mm-hmm. percent that's a lot that's 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 <laughs> really good um and Stephen Gostowski has always been that guy that uh, has been very reliable for the uh, Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy that – yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another guy that could have been on the list that's been around for a really long time is Adam Vinatieri. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people would probably get tired of seeing his name. Yeah. Because he's been around so long. But mm-hmm. um, I think he deserves to be on this list as well. I think you're definitely um, right. Yeah, that's that's about it. I got that's all I got for kickers. Only other guy that I think could maybe be mentioned is, and um, maybe a little home state bias too, is Matt Bryant. Thought he had a really good oh, run there for a while. Very. I had a feeling you're gonna. 
had a feeling you're going to say Matt Bryant, so I didn't say him. Okay, there you go. Well, you read my <laughs> mind, man. So uh, now we're going to punt returners. We got Tyreek Hill and Darren Sproles. Um, I think it's pretty much a no-brainer with these guys. Um, Hill and Sproles. I don't think you can get any better than that. I think it's without saying. What about? What do you think? Oh, it's it's a great list. I mean, Tyreek Hill is just the cheetah. He's a cheetah man. He's he's cheetah. fast. He, he's really fast, man. I mean, really, all you need was a a punt returner, somebody that's got quick feet and is fast and has good mm-hmm. eyesight, so they can see those holes and hit them fast. Because there you go, boy. When he caught those balls, he was gone. He's gone with them. Yes, sir. Darren Sproles is another guy that does the same thing. Yes. Uh, so then we got kick returner. I think this one it probably shouldn't have been a unanimous decision here, but Devin Hester, and then the other one being Cordero Patterson. What are your thoughts there? Oh, man, Devin Hester. When I hear Devin Hester, I think kick returns. I mean, he's yeah. very iconic, especially with the kick return he had in the Super Bowl against the, the Colts, the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, with those those flashing cameras, man, oh, I remember. I, I can remember to this day. I was sitting in my living room watching that game. Wanted the I wanted the Colts to win, but I uh, love Devin Hester. He's a great, great guy. Uh, yeah, I think you I think you definitely um, kind of wrap that up. Devin Hester is really good. Cordero Patterson, you know, he had his time there. He still does pretty good with it. Like, you know, you even mentioned it earlier, that view of, um, you know, his kickoff return for a yeah. touchdown. Um, anybody that you think maybe just missed the list? Well, uh, since you got them shared on your screen, I'd probably say Jacoby Jones. Is oh, <laughs> I didn't know you could see that. You butthole. Uh, <laughs> hey, watch your mouth, man. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, but yeah, Jacoby Jones, and then I was gonna look up uh, what's the what's the guy's name? I think he played um, Trendon Holiday, Tristan Holiday, something like that. You remember? You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, for the Trent Giants. Holiday, yeah, he played he, for the uh, Broncos. Broncos. Hey, shoot, I'm I'm way off, man. He may have ended up going to the Giants at some point, or I may be tripping. Yeah, maybe. But man. them two were good. Uh, God, I didn't know you could see my screen. Uh, but let's see. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, co- coaches. Uh, Needless to say, Bill Belichick, and um, then they picked uh, Pete Carroll. Only other guy I can kind of think of is um, maybe Andy Reid. That's about all I can think of. What about you? Yeah, Andy Reid. Um, Pete Carroll probably could have been uh, a little bit higher uh-huh. on the list if he would have won the Super Bowl, you know, decided to hand the ball off. Yeah. But um, Bill Belichick definitely uh-huh. is a, the great, one of the greatest coaches ever. I mean, yeah. the way that he wins games with – undrafted players and late round picks is just astounding yes and then uh the only other guy i think that can come to mind is uh sean payton that's uh yes sean payton's another guy i think the bounty gate kind of screwed him on that one. Oh, definitely Mm -hmm. um but yeah any other things you kind of uh i think that you know trey brought up the idea of uh, bringing up or making our own list for the next decade i think we can actually do that on i want to actually save a good bit of time to do that on another show so uh, that's something we can oh, yeah. set up for a, a later episode. Uh, but we're about to wrap this podcast up, and uh, I figured it was a um, a fun little thing we could do here. And I know you're a big movie guy. I'm a pretty big movie guy myself. Uh, so, uh, and I know that you're big into Quentin Tarantino, and I love his movies as well. So I figured it would be fun to rank our top five individually Tarantino films, and just go into a little. Um, depth about that so if you want to uh i'll let you kind of start it off we can go from five and then i'll do my five and then go down four four three three two one sound good sounds good to me man all right all right so my number five is probably not going to be one that not a lot of people don't like but i love Mm -hmm. this movie i don't it's just it just gets to me it's a hateful eight okay it's a 
I love that movie, man. I don't know. It's just – it's set in one place mo- mostly. I mean, the mm-hmm. little tavern. But there's it's just so, like, tense. It's intense. It's what's going to happen next. I mean, it's, it's mostly how – that's how his movies go. But this mm-hmm. one just – it's just different to me. I mean, you – I mean, spoiler alert, but you never know that Channing Tatum's under the thing until like the last second. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's great, great film. I know it's a lot. It's it's low on a lot of people's lists. Is one of his uh, one of his best, but it's top five on my list. So I hear you. Uh, number five on my list um, is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I really liked it. Uh, I watched that um, about four or five months ago. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, See, I believe it was like four or five months ago. It's been a little while. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, when you get Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio together, you know, it, it's going to be a great movie. You know, I, I was very excited about it. Um, and, you know, of course, Margot Robbie. Who, who doesn't like Margot Robbie, right? Um, oh, definitely. Great acting. Um, you know, it, it was really – it was interesting because, you know, it was kind of slow for a Tarantino film. Oh, and yes. Then, um, and it, it, you'll have to watch the movie. I'm not going to – no spoilers for me, but because uh, <laughs> you're going to, I just want you to, I want to get your genuine reactions, you know, like I want you guys to be able to genuinely react to um, the ending, but at the very end, just so much stuff happens and, um, you know, it just really catches you off guard. So, um, you know, watch the film, be patient with it. It's really good. It keeps you interested. And um, that's why I've made my top five. Uh, what's your top four or your number four, uh, Trey? Number four is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I really enjoyed this film. It's like you said, when Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt get together, it's mm-hmm. it's magic, man. Yeah. Um, I got a little Tarantino. You could tell Tarantino's got a little bit of a foot fetish in the movie, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, uh, it's a it's a great movie, man. Like you said, it starts. It's it's kind of slow towards till the end, but uh, uh-huh. it's it's worth it. Definitely. Anything that you may know about the history of whatever, like Charles Manson and everything, just throw mm-hmm. that out the window. Cause yes. It's it's a very it's similar – It's not going to help you. Uh, Tarantino likes to change things up in case you guys haven't watched the Tarantino film. but um, and, and I'll go over that a little bit more in one of my later movies. Um, but, yeah, has that wrapped up your um, your pick of number four? Anything else to say about Once Upon a Time? Oh, yeah. that that That's all I got to say. You kind of right. t- hit the nail on the coffin with yours. Sweet. So. Sweet. All right. So number four for me is Django Unchained. I remember when I first watched this, it was uh, after it came out on Netflix. I had Netflix at the time. Uh, watched it through. Very fun movie. Love the action that uh, Tarantino likes to put into his films. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big Western guy. I grew up a Western guy. So it was really cool kind of seeing like a modern, fun, uh, very entertaining Western. So um, Jamie Foxx does a great job. Samuel L., you know, of course. And then, you know, we got DiCaprio in there again. So uh, great movie overall has a mm-hmm. bit of humor in it. You know, everybody knows it by one particular scene, um, to be specific, you know, the, uh, the KKK scene, <laughs> it's, uh, it's freaking <laughs> hilarious, but, uh, yes. yeah, it's just a great, great movie overall. Really loved it. Um, yeah. Number three for you, Trey. Um, number three is Django Unchained. Oh my God. <laughs> Keep jumping um, you. It, it's like you said, man, Leonardo DiCaprio's in this movie, man. He is, it's probably his my favorite role that he plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mr. Uh, Calvin is just a great character. He plays it very well. I mean, he had a really fun part where he improvised the spot. Remember, he slammed his hand on the table and he cuts mm-hmm. his hand. That's yeah. actually his real blood. He, he didn't mean to do that. Wow. And uh, he just kept going. And um, 
Yeah, and then uh, Jamie Foxx. I'm gonna say Will Smith. Uh, Jamie Foxx is great. Uh, Christoph Waltz was great in that I as well. Him. I mean, I like you said, the KKK scene is yes. just. KK, the KKK scene is the best part of the movie, man. It's, uh-huh. just, it's a great movie. That <laughs> That's all I got to say about it. So. so let's see. My number three. and ho- I mean, I don't think I'm going to – you know, there, there will probably have a couple um, that are, you know, the same. But I think – because I didn't have Hateful Eight. So that means that one of these isn't going to be on yours. Uh, but my number four, Reservoir Dogs. I watched that uh, not too long ago as well. Um, you know, it's – Great film. It was just cool. It's cool seeing like an early Tarantino film, you know, him kind of um, trying some new things mm-hmm. out. They, they do some things that, you know, not every movie does. And, um, you know, it's really cool. There's a really good twist in it and not going to spoil it for you guys, but you just have to watch it to like a great cast. Um, you know, Steve Buscemi, um, you know, uh, Mark Madsen, all them. So a very good, you know, cast and everything. I think you'll like it. Number two for you, Trey. Uh, my number two is Pulp Fiction. Oh, you beat me. A lot of people, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people probably put Pulp Fiction as number one. Uh, uh-huh. It's a great movie. I mean, it's it's definitely top top of the list as one of his best movies made. Definitely. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta do a great job. Bruce Willis, all that's all the the, the movie together is just is just great to me. I mean, man, it's a tasty burger, you know. Oh yeah, tasty um, burger. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it, it's going to be number two on my list. So I got one that tops it, I think. I think, yeah, yeah. You beat me to it. My number two is actually Pulp Fiction as well. So um, I, for the longest time, I was really kind of, I don't know, I just kept pushing it off. I was like, I don't really want to watch this. But um, ended up turning out to be a great movie. Really loved it. Um, you know, I wish I would have watched it earlier. Yes, that's my only regret. Uh, it was, you know, it, it, <laughs> you, you look at a bunch of different viewpoints, which you typically do in a Tarantino movie. You yeah, yeah. Multiple viewpoints that somehow end up, coinciding at some point or another so mm-hmm. it's just really cool the way they play it out and how everything ends up coming together in the end um so yeah i, I really loved it you know it's it's a fan favorite for sure like you said it's a lot of people's top but um but right now it's, it's my number two and your number two so uh what's your number yeah. one trey all right my number one is inglorious inglorious bastard oh my god <laughs> you beat me to it I love this movie, man. It's got so many quotable lines. Brad yes. Pitt is amazing. Um, Daddy ball game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, oh, man. Christoph Waltz, probably, that's probably his best villain role, uh-huh. I'd say. Oh, he's a beast. Um, and Absolute beast. He's a, oh, yeah, he's a great actor, man. He's He really hits it on the nail every Jeez. time he does it, man. Um, what else is there? There's just a lot of things in that movie that are just like perfect. You got and the Brad way that, in there again, you know, going crazy. Yes. And the way that they just end things in that movie is just perfect ending. It's I mean, so fun. Yes, it's a fun movie. It's so it gets fun. good laughs. It's it's great. Yes. Yes. So it, that and that's that's what I was referring to earlier when I was like, you know, you could throw history out when you said that about once upon a time. Yeah. I was like, this completely. <laughs> we're not even going to spoil this for you guys. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, it's <laughs> you get it's just you're gonna be like, what? You know? But it, it's it's so cool. It's it's fun. Um, yeah, like you said, Christoph Waltz absolutely killed it. Opening scene. Opening scene yes. had me. I was hooked. I'm talking about like it's I'm perfect. telling you. Yes. Like it's it's you know. It's not every movie kind of does it. They don't hook you from the get go, but that one they just draw you in yes. with the acting and everything. And oh my god, it's so cool the way he, the way you know it, everything played out in that movie. Um, real treat. So you definitely should watch it. That's our top five. 
And uh, we are going to be wrapping this up now. Anything you want to say to everybody, Trey, to end it? Um, I mean, really check this podcast out. It's, it's a great podcast if you're listening towards the end. Um, he's a good guy. Tyler's a great guy. Listen to the first episode with his dad. They kind of talk about Georgia high school football and their players. And they really are not just football, but throughout all of high school and like mm-hmm. sports in Georgia – really give you the aspect that I believe that Georgia is the best uh, state for high school sports. So I think you're definitely right on that. Yeah. Screw you, Texas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So you guys, uh, Trey, do you want to shout your stuff out on social media? Do you have any like uh, Instagram, Twitter, you want to kind of throw out there for people to follow? I'll I'll post it with the post and I do it later, but. Um, I mean, you can find me on uh, Instagram at TP3 Hunter. Okay. TP three uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's it's TP like capital T, capital P, and then a three, uh-huh. and then capital H U N N A. That's it. And, uh, and then little on, fun fact, I'm gonna throw a fun fact out there for the audience. Trey has been on ESPN. He was he's quite uh, the yeah. avid dancer in his past. I don't know if he still does it, <laughs> but he's quite the dancer. Uh, only in my spare time. Uh, that's <laughs> it. But uh, but, but yeah, um, we're about to yeah. wrap that up. Any other things you want to say? Uh, no, man, just thanks for having me. I'm, I've never really it, done man. a podcast before, and this was fun. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it, man. It was, it's a blast. I'm about to uh, so about to wrap this one up. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe, like, share with your friends, and uh, thank you guys for listening.